0: So we know sometimes behavior can be complicated. Other times, it can be simple and straightforward. Listen in for four ways to better understand your students' behavior so that you can use the best behavior strategy for your students' success. Hi, guys, welcome to Behavior Strategies for Class, your podcast all about behavior strategies to help you in the classroom. Do you need more support and encouragement for your challenging students? Do you want proven behavior strategies that will help create resilient students? How will behavior strategies influence your class? You will make a difference in their lives and prepare them for success as a well rounded person, and I'm here to help. I'm Diane Bachman, a behavior paraprofessional with over 10 years experience in special education, working with students from various backgrounds and disabilities and I want to offer you hope. You will be a constant caring adult in your students' lives and building relationships with them will be essential to achievement and triumph, not only for them but also for you. So we'll be discussing about trauma-informed care, social-emotional intelligence, sensory breaks why are they important pbis behavior interventions mtss social skills evidence-based strategies and more so listen in and i have to say rita pearson is one of my idols in her fight for students and if you have not listened to her TED talk on every child needs a champion I encourage you to go do that today because I want us to be our students champion because we were born to make a difference let's listen in to today's episode don't forget to leave a review wherever you are listening to this podcast and hit that subscribe button also join my Facebook group behavior strategies for class and message me for a free consult on any strategy that you may be frustrated with or have questions about I would love to be able to help you with that also I want to remind you I have a big announcement at the end of this podcast because big things are happening so to understand behavior The best way to do that is by getting to know your students because as you get to know them, you get to know their families and what their family life is like. What they go through at home, if there's any struggles there. Or they may have a great family life but they're frustrated being back at school or Somebody, you know, not getting along with kids or having a hard time making friends or, of course, lots of things. So the better you get to know your students, the better you will understand their behavior. And this has been a privilege for me as I have been in a behavior program and been able to get to know some of these kiddos that have challenging behaviors Like some have had parents fighting, like going through a bad separation. Others, it's mom's boyfriend and they're fighting. Other times it's homelessness, um, not eating, not having breakfast even. So sometimes when their behaviors are kind of out of whack, especially first thing in the morning, When they get to school, some of the basic questions we ask is like, did you have breakfast today? Did you have dinner last night? And most of the time, well, okay, a lot of the time, they didn't have breakfast. Or sometimes they had like a really light dinner or whatever. But they're obviously hungry, hangry. And so if our breakfast um, cafeteria is still open, we would usually go grab them a breakfast and they could sit in the back of their class and finish their breakfast, eat their breakfast, and then get back back on track and learning. Other times it may be past the breakfast time and uh, the school counselor that I worked with, she was great always having extra snacks in her office and so we would always be able to go and find a snack somewhere for her to have or for the student to have if they were hungry. I mean, those are just basics sometimes. Sometimes it's they're super tired. But of course, we can't have them sleeping all day at school. But if they need like a little break to, you know, just get out and walk around and then get back to refocus... I think you start to learn there's a reason for them to act a certain way. Most of the time, there's a valid reason. Other times, there's not a not so valid reason. Like, you know, I really wanted that pencil or she's sitting in my seat or, you know, little stuff. And it's like, okay, first of all, let's use your words and not scream and yell and throw a fit and just teaching again those basic skills and that's what we've done with a behavior program but of course this is what you can do in your class and what you do do in your class probably every day you know putting out those little fires those little behaviors that sometimes can turn into pretty disruptive behaviors if they're not addressed sometimes. So this was really key um, in the behavior program that I've worked in and still work in is just getting to know your students. And again, it's communication with the family because obviously things can happen all the time. Whether, you know, it's a family situation, you know, somebody else in the family is sick or they need to go out of town quickly or, you know, there's going to be a million things that come up for your students throughout the year because that's just life. And so being ready to maybe just like sometimes even just taking a deep breath or taking a step back and coming back to hear your hear what your students have to say, I think helps also in understanding is making sure that we're kind of keeping ourselves under control because I know it's very easy to get frustrated and sometimes irritated when they are losing their minds and so just getting ourselves centered for a second and then coming back and be like, okay, you know, let's see what we can do or how can we work through this or who do you need to talk to or something. And that also is important to have your support system in school and whether that's the AP, whether that's your counselor, social worker. Wow. Okay, so we're having pretty crazy thunderstorms right now, and I don't know if you can hear my dog like panting under the desk because she's scared to death of this crazy loud thunder. I think it's pretty cool. But anyways, that's a side note. So again, understanding, the best way to understand your students' behavior is getting to know them and taking the time whenever you can and just asking, how are things going? What's going on? So wild, those crazy thunderstorms. Anyways, so yeah, sometimes it's a quick redirect and sometimes just reminding them like, hey, we're not acting like that. We don't do, we don't treat each other like that, you know, and then back to work. So again, relationship is key. So as far as four ways that you can better understand your students' behavior. So number one is that students learn a pattern of behavior through observation or through feedback and consequences. So they learn a pattern of behavior. So if they're in class and... They are constantly yelling out and yelling out and yelling out and and you're redirecting them. You're giving them the attention that they want. And of course, they learn the negative behavior and what they get from that as, as also positive behavior and the feedback that they get from that. So unfortunately, even when you're redirecting, you're giving them the attention that they want. So the best is to try and do that non-verbally. So whether that's, you know, just to be quiet, or maybe it's a redirect with your, um, with your hand, maybe they need to, you know, get a drink of water, or you just want to answer, like they, maybe they just need to go to the bathroom, you know, it's a nod, it's, you know, um, getting those nonverbals done. I know a lot of teachers, of course, have the nonverbal um, sign language hand motion for the bathroom so that students don't have to constantly, uh, you know, ask for the bathroom, bathroom, bathroom. You know, I'm sure you'd hear that 5,000 times a day. So a lot of teachers uh, I've worked with use the sign language for bathroom. So a lot of students will just raise their hands with that sign and teachers can non-verbally just answer and, you know, keep teaching. So that's a learned behavior that they act appropriately, they get the appropriate answer. And of course, if they are doing their work and they're on task and they're helping somebody else, then they could earn... Either a respect ticket or an extra, um, like punch on their punch card to earn a reward, say at the end of the week, or maybe at the end of the month. And that just reinforces that positive behavior. So obviously, and when they learn, they get in a fight, like you're going straight to the principal's office. Like that's your, your straight consequence your immediate consequence. Even if sometimes those kids are not, or some kids are not in trouble all the time, and they see other kids making those choices, thankfully, they kind of think twice about how they want to behave when they see that others are getting a consequence. So definitely learning, kids learn behavior um, by feedback, observation, from their peers and from teachers. So number two is that altering student setting or environment could improve behavior. Now I know sometimes as I've seen teachers move um, a student's desk, you know, either away from a certain student or sometimes they need to be closer to the teacher so they are now in the front so they're not tempted to, you know, talk to their best friend who's sitting next to them or somebody else who's talking about what they're going to do at recess, you know, or what they're going to have for lunch. You know, or sometimes it's just moving them to the very back of the room. And maybe they need to get up and move a lot more and by having them in the front of the class, of course, that's more distracting for everybody else. So getting them up and away, they still need are doing what they need to do to learn without distracting the rest of the class and other kids around them. So you learn like what's gonna be best um, for your students to learn. Do you need to alter their environment Uh, and of course that could be a little bit or you know maybe sometimes it's actually you have to move move them out of the classroom maybe they have to actually be in a completely different classroom but this is again what you learn as you are getting to know your students and you're seeing their behavior in class and how they're interacting with the rest of the class so number three Because behavior is learned, and it can be changed. So again, because it's learned, we learn behavior, that we can change our behavior. So even if uh, we learn a bad habit, which of course we all do, we can learn how to choose a better habit. I mean... A good habit not a bad habit so thankfully we are able to learn and change our behavior so that once we're stuck in in doing one thing and we learn that it's really not beneficial for us or anybody else that we can actually alter and change our behavior to something that is beneficial for us and for those around us and that goes the same with your students They maybe have been learning that this is the way they act in school or maybe they forgot how to act in school and they're acting like they're at home and they can do whatever they want whenever they want and we have to remind them, okay, so the behavior you need when you're at school is this, when you're at home, you know, that's a different story and that's up to your parents, but when you're here, And of course, again, that's by them observing and by you modeling and other students modeling the behavior that is expected in your classroom. So number four would be the way we understand more is by collecting data. And I know this is probably all of your favorites to do. So keeping track of when they're having struggling behavior and these are mostly of course for the kids that are in a constant, uh, have constant challenging behavior in your classroom. So you want to keep track of when this behavior is happening. What kind of behavior are they showing? What outside factors are going on? Or, you know, so was it during science? Was it during small group time? Was it doing, you know, a large group lesson that you were going over? And then what was the subject? Or what were his his or her expectations during that time? And then sometimes it's how long did that behavior, dysregulation, happen? So really data collecting is really important to help narrow down how you can best help this student be successful. So these are just some four highlights of ways that you can understand your students behavior better. So one would be um, reminding you that students learn a pattern of behavior through observation in your classroom, out on the recess, um, and then through feedback. So are you you know, constantly reminding them um, what they're not doing right, or are you helping them see the positive? And there can be a balance, of course, because we can all improve in, in certain areas. And then, what are the consequences are these students seeing for their behavior? So, number two, sometimes you need to alter their setting or environment to improve their behavior so that they can focus more to be a better student. And whatever that looks like, you know, for your classroom, whether it's just moving tables, switching students around, or actually moving and separating that student's desk away from everybody, altering their environment will affect their behavior. So number three would be, again, because behavior is learned by observing and modeling, it can be changed so we want to give clear expectations of what their behavior should be while they're in class and model that and then if a student is struggling then we can just remind them you know what are your expectations when you're in class so and then number four is data collection so again this is for your students that have a consistent challenging behavior in your class and documenting when this behavior is happening, how long it's happening, um, what outside factors, what subject is happening, getting all of that information is helpful in helping you understand why is the student acting out at this certain time. So these are just four ways, again, to help you understand your student's behavior. Because understanding behavior is the beginning of learning what is the best strategy for that student. And again, as you build relationships with your students, you will begin to see those behavior patterns and what your student is struggling with and when they start to struggle, and then you can, you know, work with your team as to what will be best to help them. And your reminder is your students need you to continue to teach them as a whole student. And I know sometimes it's probably overwhelming, you know, the mental health, you m- emotional, social, social, social-emotional learning, um, giving them positive feedback. You become second mom to a lot of these kids, and they need you. And so I just want to say thank you. Thank you so much for being committed to your students and showing them that they matter. So a quick reminder. So my big thing announcement that's happening is I'm working on a website where I cannot wait to show you so that we can hopefully connect and maybe work together and be able to, um, to help each other be better for our students so that they can succeed. So thank you so much for listening, and I will see you next week. Thanks so much for listening. I truly appreciate you all, and I pray that I've inspired and encouraged you today. I also want to let you know that I have a couple bit.ly links for you if you're interested in making your own podcast and sharing the wealth of knowledge that you have being a teacher or a para or a teacher's aide. Uh, Anybody in the education system, I'm sure you have a lot to share. And if you're interested, I took the class with Stephanie Gass. She's amazing, super friendly, down to earth, very easy to understand, and she's great. So I have a bit.ly link for you uh, for Podcast Pro University is where I learned how to do this. And that is bit.ly slash behavior, PPU, the number four, and you as in the letter U. So, Podcast Pro University, bit.ly slash behavior PPU, the number four and the letter U if you're interested. Also, to get your free printable of all the six evidence-based strategies, there is another bit.ly link and that is bit.ly slash the number six for free. The number six for free. These will all be in the show notes in case you need to go back and check those out. And I leave you with this, that every child deserves a champion, and that's by Rita Pearson. So I just want to encourage you that you can be that champion and that you are making a difference. Thanks again.